America's finest watchman, Lee Jackson. I have been doing this so long, it hurts. And when I see these people touting themselves as experts and geniuses and legends, where in the hell did they come from? Excuse me, I started the whole thing. Excuse me. I guess I would be the legend, but a legend in my own mind? Probably. Okay, so today I have decided uh, this was actually a request from Frank in uh, Tulsa. And he said, I'm thinking about buying a Rolex present. What should I look at? What should I know? What should I look out for? Here we go. We're going to go through Rolex. If I wanted to go out and buy a Rolex present, what would I look for? Or what should I look for? Yeah, kind of interesting. There's a lot of variations, a lot of differences in price. I've been doing a little looking around and checking it out just for you. Um, in my heyday, I used to pick these things up really cheap compared to today. They've gone sky high. The list on a Rolex present in my day was 18000 Now they're 38000 something like that. They've gone way up. So every time you wait, things keep going up, you get further and further behind. So you really, really, really should get on it if you're going to buy something because I'm looking at the prices and they're just going crazy. One thing about Rolex, they never go down. I've never seen Rolex go down. I've seen it go up, never seen it go down. And I don't expect to see them go down either. They just don't. So if you buy a Rolex, odds are it's going to appreciate in value. Odds are the longer you keep it, the more it's going to be worth. So the trick to doing that is to buy something as fresh as you possibly can afford. Because as time goes on, the older ones get older and they look older. Just the designs have been updated and upgraded by Rolex. So the best thing to do is decide what size, what's your budget, and we're going to go through all that. So strap in, baby, because here we go. Okay, so the first thing I do want to do is give you a little bit of background on Rolex. We know about the company, but we don't know that much about the president because that's not the real name of this watch. I know you're all going to sit there and go, oh, no, believe it, it's not. The real name of this watch is called a Rolex Day Date. It was invented in 1956 by Rolex. It was the first chronometer with a day and a date feature on the watch ever produced. And the reason it's called the president is because it was given to Dwight Eisenhower in the late 50s and it became the presidential. And Johnson, Lyndon Johnson wore one too. So they're a very cool watch. Now for us mere mortals, usually uh, presidents go very expensive and they go to people that are movers and shakers and captains of industry and stars and yada, yada, yada. But we could have one too. 
And one of the things that I always liked was a Rolex day date president on a strap. And in my day, nobody did that. I mean, nobody, everybody had to have the bracelet, but you have two things working for you when you want just a head, which is without a, a, bra a gold bracelet. Number one, the bracelets wear out. All Rolex bracelets stretch out and wear out over time. The older they are, the, what's the word I want to look for? The less well-made they are, the less well-designed. I mean, they keep improving them over year by year. So the earlier ones are flatter links. They have riveted links, you name it. They got all these weird bracelets. President, the difference in the older president bracelets is A, they stretch out. And I'm going to go over that in a sec. And B, they got hollow links in some of them. The newer ones have solid links, which is better. It means it won't dent. It won't mess up as easy. Uh, much heavier on your wrist. Feels more substantial. Okay, so until the late 50s, the first Rolex presidents were non-quick sets. And that went all the way up to the early uh, 80s, 70s, I'm sorry. In the 70s, they came up with a different movement, different Rolex presidents. So it was called the 1800 series up to the end of the 50s. And then they had the 1803, which is the one you run into the most of any of these older ones. They don't look old. They don't, the design is almost identical. The size is 36 millimeters, which sounds small, but I remember this being a big, big watch because you have this big crown on it. I mean, that's what they say. Now they have a, a 40 millimeter size, a 36, and they have a 41 or did for a while. They have this 41 size, then they got rid of it. So those are going to be rare. When they come out with these odd things, they become rare and people want to collect them. So in the early series, that's non-quick set. Quick set means how do you set the day and the date? Usually a quick set means you pull the crown out once, that winds it. The second time is going to do one thing, like the day or the date. The next one's going to do the other. And then the last one's setting the time. In the original Rolex Presidents, you pulled the crown out and you just turned the hands. That was it. The day and the date were both set by turning the hands. If you went forward, it turned one of them one way and backwards turned the other. So you had to go like backwards for the day and forwards for the date. It was a mess. But once you set the watch and you wear it, you didn't have to really reset it again unless the date changed or something like, you know, like there was a, an extra day or a less, less of a date in the month you're talking about, then you would have to reset it. But normally if you wear the dumb thing, it's an automatic. It just runs and runs and runs. It keeps time and no problem. Everything's set. The problem is if you're like me and you don't wear your watch all the time and you go to reset it after it's stopped, because it's automatic, it'll run for a couple of days and it's going to stop. What do you do? You have to take it and reset the whole dumb thing. And it can be a bit of a pain. I mean, I've had 1803s a million ways to Sunday, and they're no problem once you set them. They're a great watch. But the newer ones, they became a single quick set, which means you set the date by clicking out the crown, and the day you'd go forwards or backwards with the hands. That's a single quick. Those came out in the 80s. I should end of 70s. And the number was 18038 was the regular fluted bezel quick set uh, present. Now, another big change between the original 
presidents and the ones all the way to through the late 70s was the original ones had a plastic or acrylic crystal. You know I don't like that. I do not like those. And the reason I don't like plastic or acrylic is because it scratches really easy. And it becomes a mess because it gets all scratched up and it looks really lousy. Now, if you're me and you have the equipment to buff the crystal, you can bring it back in two seconds. Not a problem, but it's a pain in the ass. Every scratch, I'm out there redoing it. In the late 70s, they went to the sapphire or mineral crystal, mineral glass crystals. So it's not real glass or plastic. It's a mineral. It doesn't scratch very easily. And that's what everybody uses these days. But back then, nobody was using it. So that's another difference between the original 1803s and the 1803-8, which they added the 8 at the end. The next difference is the original ones had what's called a pie pan dial. It had a, um, like the center is raised or the outside is raised. And there's a line there and you can see it. It's, it's two different heights. The, the dial itself looks like the Omega Constellation pie pans, but not as strong. And those are pretty popular. Now, the problem with those is if you come up with an 1803 and you want to change the dial, it you can't put a newer dial on that watch. You can on most of the others. Like the 18038, you can put all kinds of dials on that, but not on 1803. It has to be a pie pan dial to fit. Now, I do I think I did see some that had flat dials. But generally, you can look at the dial and see if it's a, a pie pan dial. And what that means is the center is raised and the very outside of the dial where the track is, is lowered. Like they have dots and, and markers on it. You can see it. It's definitely higher and lower. And it's nice looking, not bad looking. Usually they're two different colors or two different, two different variations on it. And you can see it really clear. Like I'm looking at one right now and the crystal is, a, is all scratched up. So the, yeah, the crystal scratched. The dial doesn't look so great either. Uh, you know, and they want a lot of money for these dumb things. I used to sell them on TV for around four to 5,000 on a strap. And I like that look. For those of you that don't like a Rolex president, you think it's too ostentatious, too garish, too whatever, loud, try it on a strap. You'd be shocked. Now, Rolex is making a big push to put all kinds of their stuff on straps. But in my day, they didn't do that. They only came on bracelets. You very rarely saw a president or a date just on a strap. Very rare. I started wearing them like that because they don't look like fancy schmancy with the, the gold bracelet. It look more like a regular watch. And if you don't want people to know what you've got, good way to do it. Don't wear it on the original gold bracelet. And when you get to the older ones from the 70s and 60s, the bands are gone anyhow because they're going to be stretched out and you can have them fixed. But it costs a lot of money to get them fixed. I mean, I used to have people that would do that. It cost a lot of money. Not comparatively to buy a new bracelet, but a lot of money, you know, a couple thousand bucks because they have to take the whole damn thing apart and they have to rebuild it because the links are actually, they're giving, they're bending inside and kind of giving and you get the space in between everything and it sits on your wrist sloppy. People like them tight. You know, the links are nice and tight and that's newer. I mean, you can tighten them up. 
I have done it for people. Costs a lot of money. But if you love the band and you love the watch, you just do it. The other option is you could find another band. Like they have these aftermarket Italian bands that, I mean, you can't tell the difference. They look so good. And they are solid gold. And you can get them. I mean, they're not cheap either because remember, gold is trading in near $2,000 an ounce. So, you know, the band is expensive. Let's see what one would go for. It up for you. I don't remember pricing anymore. It's been too long. Okay, here we go. So you can get plated ones, plated for $25 to $30. You can get, uh, and those are junk. Gold plated. Why would you want to put a gold plated band on a gold watch? That is ridiculously stupid, in my opinion. I mean, they're like $35. Let me see better ones. Um, like here's a, here's one for a president and it's a, for a 36 millimeter president, it's got some stretch to it. You could, the way you can tell is either lay it out and look at the stretch in between the links or hold the head of the watch perpendicular to the ground and see if the band stands or goes droops. And you can tell by the amount of droop, how bad it is. If it stands up, it's great. It's tight. If it starts to droop a little bit, you won't see it on your wrist. But if it droops a lot, you got problems. Like this one I'm looking at here, it's got a lot of stretch. I can see it. There's a lot of stretch in this bracelet. Plus, it's in lousy shape, and they want five grand for it. But it's a real Rolex bracelet. Now, you can get these aftermarket ones if I can find them. Um, I guess they don't sell them where I'm looking. So let me, let me look again. Rolex 18 carat bracelet. You got to be careful where you buy and what you buy because you may get stung. And if that's the case, what is your recourse? I mean, what is your recourse really? Okay. So let's see. I've got real ones. They want like $6,000 for a real bracelet. Uh, I want to find an aftermarket. Okay, well, I'm having trouble, but I do. What do I think about them? I'll tell you right now. They're excellent. They're excellent. The aftermarket Italian bracelets are so nice. It's amazing. Here's an aftermarket. They want for aftermarkets. They want six grand. Let's take a look and see. It looks really, really close. Does not have the Rolex clasp. It's got a little nondescript clasp on the end with a little symbol of I don't know what. It's just a blob. Now, if you are if you are good with things and you have somebody, a jeweler or somebody, you could take this band and put a Rolex crown on the end and you'd never know the difference. Except you would. Now, this one is, here's one of five. Yeah, they're about... $5,000, for these. How much is the original? That is a good question. A lot more. A lot more. New man's aftermarket. But I want to tell you that these are so close. The materials, the quality, it is in solid, heavy gold. It's not fake. None of that. They're made in Italy. 
They're beautifully done. They fit right on your Rolex president. And they also, you can get links for them. And the links are interchangeable, by the way, with the originals, which is nice. So when I would get people that would say to me, I need links for my Rolex president, I would say to them, do you want the original links or do you want aftermarket links? They're exactly the same. They're a lot cheaper. In those days, the originals were four or 500 a link and the aftermarkets were 100 to 200 a link, which is a no brainer. No one's going to know. No one's going to see. It's the same color gold, same quality, same everything. I'm telling you, when you have a company like Rolex that guards their identity and their name, they hold on to stuff. They don't let their name out or anything they make. And yet you can find stuff that's exactly the same. I mean, so close. You'd have trouble telling for a lot less money. Okay, we have to take a break here at some point. Um, but I, I'm having fun. Does that count? I'm having, I'm having a good time. And I'm looking for everybody here. I want you all to have a great old time. Why not? Yes, let's have some fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Please don't go anywhere. I need you. Okay, we haven't even, we haven't even gotten into prices of the watches really, but aim to do so. So, okay. So that's the first thing. Like here's a brand, here's a 1978, uh, heavy, not heavy, oyster riveted bracelet. Now I say, stay away from these things because the riveted bracelet originally were on, uh, Submariners and some, I forgot what else they didn't come on presents. Maybe you could order them, but the riveted links are all hollow and they fall apart and they're just lousy. That's why Rolex got away from them. So to buy one, I think is nuts. And they want a lot of money for it on top of everything else. It's not cheap. They want a lot of bread. Okay, so um, let's keep on. So we talked about the 1803s. That's the one, the pipe and dial, plastic crystal, non-quick set. Now we get to the end of the 70s. We come up with solid, actually hollow links still, all the way to the end of the 70s. But they come up with the the, plastic, the sapphire crystal quick set and solid links. That's the 18,000 models. They have a new caliber inside. It's called the 3055. And it allows the watch to be set quickly, which is nice. Authentic men's Rolex present, 18 carats, solid gold bracelet. Let's see what this one looks like. Yeah, they keep showing you the back because <laughs> the front looks like hell. <laughs> what the hell did they do to this thing? It's like a bark finish or some damn thing. You know, there's people that totally change the watches around and screw around with them and put Florentine finishes and bark finish, all kinds of weird stuff on there. So you got to look at the numbers. And you got to decide condition is everything. See, I would even take an older Rolex if the condition was really, really good. Like the dial's really clean and nice. The watch runs, the cases in good. I take that. I don't care. It's all a question of what do you want to spend? You're looking for a Rolex head. From what I'm seeing here, you're looking at about $7,000. It's amazing. And these are all 1803s, by the way. These are non-quick sets, plastic crystals. Now, before I get off of the 1803, 
there is a kit that you can get and it changes your plastic crystal into a sapphire crystal. And no, Rolex doesn't condone this. They don't want you to do this, but I've done it and it looks fantastic. It, there's a difference in the bezel. If you look at the bezel on a president, it actually holds down the crystal. When you press the bezel down, it's pressed in with a, like a machine, like a handheld press. It's really hard to push it in. It's not simple to get out. It holds the crystal in place and keeps it water resistant. Now, when they came out with these sapphire crystals back in the late 70s, early 80s, they had to come out with thicker bezels to accommodate this crystal and hold it in somehow. So how do you take an older watch with a thinner bezel and put it a newer crystal? It doesn't work. Can't do it. Plus, I'm sure Rolex figured that out and said, we don't want you to do that. Rolex wants you to buy a new one. They don't want you to go fix your old one up or send it to them and they'll fix it up. Uh, the 1807 is the bark finish bezel. And what that means is if you look at the bezel, it's not fluted. It's kind of rough and I don't know, it's called bark finish. It's neat. I've had many bark finish Rolex presidents and it just calls more attention to the watch again. Uh, there also in that period was a quartz Rolex president that came out. Rolex had worked uh, on their date just, which came out in 1945 for many years to redo it. And in the seventies, they decided to come up with this angular looking case and band for the date just. And they brought it out and it was going to be the new date just. It didn't go over very well. So they, they shelved it and they went back to the regular date just design the round with the lugs and the whole thing. But they didn't, they decided not to just kill this design. What they did was they took this design and they turned it into a quartz watch. Now the movement in the quartz watch is manufactured by Rolex. They're good movements. I think they're 11 jewel good movements. Uh, they decided to come out with stainless steel date chest, two-tone date chest. I, they have like two different, is it? They have a couple different stainless steel models, different bands, but they're all this angular looking band. And then they brought out a president. It's called an Oyster Quartz Day Date President. Now, remember, when you look at the dial on a Rolex, it says Rolex Oyster Perpetual. Perpetual means an automatic movement, and you don't have that in a quartz. So it doesn't say Oyster Perpetual. It says Oyster Quartz. So keep that in mind. When you look at the dial, it says Oyster Quartz. It's not a fake. It's actually a cool watch. But I don't know about that on a band how that would look on a strap probably not so great because it's a weird looking design although you never know i'd have to see it i don't remember having any on a band and remember if you want to put a band back together you could but oh, it's so expensive you're going to spend seven grand or eight grand for us for just a rolex on a strap a president and then you're going to spend i'm afraid to ask how much for a real band 10 20 000. especially with the watch now is 38 the band's got to be at least 10 or 15 of that yeah, that's crazy. All right, so if you want to get away from the 1803s, which are, again, the plastic, the pipe hand dial, the non-quick set, you go to the 18038. That's the one everybody knows. And the easy way to ask, what is it? Is it a quick set? Is it a double quick set? Because in the late 80s, they came out with a double quick set president. In the 80s, they had a single quick set, and before that, it was no quick set. And that's usually what people and dealers call it. 
They don't say what's the number. They just go as a quick set, a double quick, a single quick. Da, da, da. Now, the date just is an interesting character to throw into this mix because the date just also was made in solid gold. It had the exact same case. The only difference was it didn't have the day of the week. It just had the date, but the same watch, same thing. And they didn't give it a president bracelet. They usually gave it a nice Jubilee bracelet, which is a beautiful bracelet and a hidden clasp, which is really nice. Unlike the buckle on the regular date just, this one usually had a hidden clasp. Now those are expensive too. And they look just like a press. The only difference is you don't have the day of the week and you don't have that band and you could change it. You could do it if you wanted to. It's not that hard to do. Then you have like diamond dials and regular dials. Remember, if you're going to the 1803, the earlier one, much harder to find a dial. You can have your dial refinished, but if you're looking for a dial, they don't make very many of them, especially aftermarket. You want a different color with diamonds, whatever. You'll find a lot more for the later Rolex presents than you will for the early ones. They're really hard to find. Um, oh, here's an Oyster Quartz for $11,000. It's a good looking watch. It just doesn't look like a Rolex present. It's different. Now here's a quick set on a strap. They want 11 grand. Another one. Single quick. 11 grand. These are on straps. Here's an 1803 for 11,000. Here's a 18078, which is, I think, the bark. Okay, now we get into the regular Rolexes with the band. So here's an 1807. Now, an 1807 is the bark, the bark bezel. Now, if you don't like that, and this has the bark band too, you could change the bezel. You could go back to a fluted or smooth. Bezels are available. You can get them. This one where they take the band and they bark finish the center links of the band, which is a rough like the bark on a tree kind of finish. They do the bezel and the band. And this one looks in very good shape. Oh, it's got stretch. It's got a lot of stretch. You got to look at the spaces between the, the links and you could tell you right away how bad is it. And that's how they grade these watches and the amount of stretch in the bracelet. That telling you, I would say A, B, A plus, B minus. It was all about the bracelets. What shape are they in? If you wore them a lot, they stretched. Now, another thing they did was they did a Florentine finish. I think this was aftermarket. I don't think it's original. Florentine finish is like a matte finish but beautifully done, really nicely done, like almost like a herringbone pattern. And they do the head of the watch, the outside links, and that's pretty much it. Bezels, regular fluted. I think it's an, I think it's an aftermarket thing, the Florentine. I don't think Rolex brought it out that way. But if I had that on a TV show, someone would want it because it's just not stuff you see very often. Also for me, and I know you're going to find this very strange, the worst selling presidents for me were the black dial presidents. I don't know why. People just didn't want them. And yet I think they're nice looking. They're kind of harsh, stark looking because it's black against gold. But they never did as well for me. I always had trouble selling the black dials. An easy sell is the blue dial on any Rolex. People love the blue dial. Okay, here's a quick set. White gold. Now they made Rolex presidents in white gold yellow gold, and they had a tricolor gold too and platinum. 
I like the white gold or the platinum because you can't even tell it's a Rolex. You can't even tell it's a president. It looks like a regular watch. If you want something that no one's going to notice, get a white gold, then you're safe. No one's going to see it. No one's going to care. You know, whatever. They're not going to make a big deal of it. Okay. So this is how far we've gotten. We got to get to the other one. So I guess uh, episode 282 is going to have that because we're about to finish this baby off. So the next thing I do want to say before we go is thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please, wherever you get this podcast, give me a good review. Tell people because you want to keep this going. I don't charge. This is a labor of love. There's no ads in here. Not up. There may be at some point, but right now I'm doing it out of the goodness of my little heart. And I want you all to learn and have a great time. Learn from the master. Don't listen to these other idiots. They're not on your side. I don't care what they say. They aren't. I try to do to people the way I want it to be treated because I'm a collector also, not just a dealer. I'm a collector. I collect things. And I want to be treated the same way. So this is Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman, signing off. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Lee Jackson watches at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Let me know what you'd like me to talk about. I got a lot of things to still talk about. I got a lot of life left in me, I think. And I do appreciate you all following and listening and the support and telling your friends and all the good stuff. So thank you again, everybody. See you next time. Have a great one. Lee Jackson signing off, baby.